Welcome to the TTPOA podcast, a podcast for SWAT officers, military, and all first responders. We'll be talking training, tactics, and leadership with the best subject matter experts around. Here are your hosts, Derek and Brandon. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the TTPOA podcast, episode 14. Episode 14. We made it uh, 14 episodes. You believe that? No, not yet. I can't either. Still, still shocking. It's shocking? Shocking, yes. Shocking. I can't, I can't talk. We've had so That's many okay. episodes. That's okay. Episode 14, I'm kind of excited about this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I went through my first Red Dot class, yep. I took it with this gentleman sitting across the table from me. Yeah. And me um, he kind of showed me the way of the Red Dot. Mm. Did I shoot mm. you in that class? No, you weren't in it. I was out. You weren't in it. No, I wasn't in it. <laughs> I was in the class. Yeah. You weren't the, the very first class. I he was in Vegas. Him, I was gone. No, yeah. that's right. But when we took Mike Pannone's class, I way outshot you. You did. Yeah. Barely. No, I was like not even close. But you were cheating. <laughs> I was cheating. You had a red dot on your gun. Mm. How's that cheating, Scott? Mm? That- <laughs> ain't cheating. You ain't trying. <laughs> that's true. So uh, boys and girls, we are sitting down with uh, Scott Jelinski of the Modern Samurai Project. And we also have one of his assistants, assistant instructors here by the name of Russ Lyons. Yep. We're not going to tell you where Russ came from no. or <laughs> the other no. association that he it proud of, which yeah. is weird. I can't believe it's proud yeah, of it. Wow. The real one, you mean? The real one. <laughs> the real yeah. association. I, I love you both equally. <laughs> <laughs> Playing both sides. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. All right. So for the guys that know, uh, don't know you, Scott, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you. Yeah. Uh, my name is Scott Jedlinski. Um, I am the main trainer, CEO, whatever, main uh, dishwasher at uh, Modern Samurai Project. Uh, specialized in AIWB uh, carry classes, as uh, and, but I'm most known for red dot pistol classes. I've uh, been doing that since 2017. Um, I teach for TTPOA, which is about mm-hmm. like 12th, 13th, 15th class between you young. guys, Houston, and... Uh, yeah. Round Rock and stuff, and uh, yeah, that's what I do, man. Sticking to it, but you okay. don't. But you don't run the business; someone else does. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Who I runs just, the business? I just I shoot guns and quick look shout pretty. out. Yeah, yeah, Beverly, my wife Beverly yeah. Jablinski. Yeah. Nothing She's happens. The COO her. and the mastermind. Yeah, so all right, percent, man. Now, Russ, <clears throat> I'm gonna let you talk. <laughs> all right, <laughs> but here's the deal: if you say something, I may have to mute you real fast. That I don't yeah. like. Well, I understand yeah. there might be quite a bit then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Russ, go ahead, man. Russ Lyons uh, recently retired from a large Midwestern city. I spent uh, 25 years there, uh, spent 10 of those years in the uh, firearms training section, and then the last year as a uh, full-time SWAT cop. Uh, did some adjunct stuff for a long time for the O2A. We started our O2A, the Ohio sorry, who was Tactical that? Officers yep. Association. Is that, is that Oregon Tactical? I don't know. The Ozarks? The, what? the Ohio Tactical oh. Officers Association. We started our training division uh, back in 2013, I believe, 2013, 2014. Um, and also an adjunct for Center Mass uh, out in Michigan, Livonia, Michigan. Uh, and obviously here with Scott, he made that offer uh, right, at the, right at the end of April, right before, right at the beginning of uh, April, right before I retired, uh, which is a, this is my passion, guys, is that the handgun stuff, I do a lot of rifle stuff too, uh, but handgun and especially red dot is, is, it's the way. 
So now you know I'm just messing with you, right? I know you are. Okay. The Ohio Tactical Officer Association, man, they are uh, one of the uh, premier organizations Mm -hmm. uh, in the country. You guys are actually bigger than us when it comes to uh, your conference and things that you guys do. And uh, yeah, it's an outstanding group. So if you guys are ever up in that area or or have a chance to go to their conference, you guys really need to uh, get up there and get some training with these guys because you guys are doing it uh, it the right way. Absolutely. Can you you listen to y'all's podcast? (laughs) <laughs> oh wait a minute! They don't have a podcast. Okay, wow. and that's the last thing I'm going to well, say nice about anything. We're too, yeah, busy, yeah, yeah. we're too busy planning for a much larger conference. Uh, wow! Do, do y'all have a competition? <laughs> we have all kinds of competitions. Oh, so there's no like stay. Oh, okay, well we won't look at that. See? <laughs> Shots fired, and it begins. <laughs> no, that's the thing. I, I, that's what I love about just SWAT guys and cops in general. It's like bust on each other's asses. If you're not, then there's probably like probably don't like that guy. You're like, okay, I'm not going to bust on you because I really don't like your ass. But if I'm busted on you, I, and I, I'll love it because I mean, me and Derek go back and forth and all kinds of shit. Like the it's cool an thing, acquired taste. Well, the cool yeah. thing is, yeah. <laughs> I I literally met Russ like I don't know what two minutes ago. Yeah, he right? just flew in. Yeah, he, he just got here to our studio yes yeah, so, yeah i don't even know what this is <laughs> yeah man. to our building detention room yeah the tension room that we're in but yeah like literally yeah. met him like two minutes ago doesn't matter if he's a swat guy from the midwest or from texas or from florida man we're all cut from the same cloth and uh, we can bust balls with the best of them and uh no hard feelings yep 100 percent. so what are you doing be, in, well, let me uh, let no. me say this as, as an outsider looking in and stuff like that right because i work both for both organizations a lot uh, uh people ask me all the time if there was only one I could go through, two, which one would it be? And I always say, it's a false false choice, man. You need to go to both. You need to go to both. That's right? never been what you said when I've asked you. <laughs> I, know, yeah. I know. He tells well, me that. Like, yeah. He tells me he's just the opposite. <laughs> well, I'm, I, I'm here now. I say the same thing to these guys. Right? He, I'm, he I'm, appears I'm, to be a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm here now. No, but seriously, you go to both, right? Yeah. Uh, get, you know, the Texas thing and the Ohio thing. And it, would, it is amazing how similar – uh, the two guys or the two types of guys from those organizations are the same as opposed to other ones that don't have that type of organization. And you would think that they would. Yeah. Right. You would think states like California would have a great tactical officer association and it's, they don't. Yeah. You they know don't what do I mean? And, uh, training like we do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, uh, I think that, uh, reflects in the overall, uh, level of officer that's out there. So, no, for sure. Cause it, it, it truly is about the membership. I don't care if you're a member for us or you're a member for them or whatever, just come to the damn training. Like yep. we're going to, that's all it's about. I mean, yep. that, that at the end of the day, that's, that's what we're here for. So Russ, just so you know, man, I'm looking at our, um, our podcast stats and you can pull it by location and everything. And, Man, we got about 250 listeners out of the great state of Ohio. Oh, yeah. Really? Why yeah, wouldn't man. you? Yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't so, you? I've got to talk to those guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell them, but hey, turn we're not, that we're shit not off. Out, so. Turn that shit <laughs> off. And every single one of those 250 listeners are, are listen to me, and that's why yeah. they're listening. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. Thank you. Yeah, you're Thank welcome. You. Thank you. <laughs> so what are you doing here, Scott? <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, tomorrow and the next day, uh, doing red dot pistol instructor, yep. um, out here, uh, doing it's out at Rockwall, mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And oh, again, I'm out here all the time. Love it. Coming out here to Texas. Not so much today though. You're going to love it tomorrow. Uh, it's tomorrow. We're supposed to get a cold front. I love it. Yeah. So I stopped off at Vulcan yeah. right beforehand. Uh-huh. Cause I got a little project going on with Jeremy and I'm like, Hey, did anybody tell you it's fall out here? <laughs> He's nope. like, well, just hold on. 
we got a cold front coming through tomorrow. Yeah. It's going to hit like 65. Yeah. And I go, yeah, bro, that's fall in the rest of the country, <laughs> just so you know. But it'll be 90 starting Saturday or something. So what you're going to see tomorrow morning, 65, your class, yeah. hoodies, yeah. beanies, <laughs> absolutely, gloves. Yeah. And maybe right. in one yeah. of them. <laughs> well, this is because you're old. No. <laughs> that's, a, that's a true story. No, it'll be humid, so it'll be still, like, muggy. So you'll be fine. Whatever. Yeah. I'm all right with that. After burning it up in Oklahoma City for the last week, yeah, it was uh, I'm going to take some cold weather. I'll be all right there. So, yeah, doing that. Uh, Going to have a good time. How many, how many dudes we got? 22, 24, 24 800. I, I could have counted wrong. We could have yeah. 26, yeah. 24. Yeah. So um, I have decided uh, that I ain't doing that shit all by myself no more, <laughs> right? Because with my schedule, you know, A, it's just you just smoked afterwards. You usually lose your voice, yada, mm-hmm. yada. I find when I get one of my uh, AIs, and, and, and to be clear, uh, Russ is more than an AI. He's an adjunct, right? Mm. He uh, – uh, has actually taught a class. Who'd you teach the class for? Delaware State? Delaware. Yep. Yeah, under under the flag, and he taught the class mm. while I was somewhere else. So he's nice. more than just an AI. He's an adjunct, right? Good deal. He can teach a class on his own. Um, so brought him out. Gonna have a good time. And, of course, it's my whole devilish plan to bring OTOA and TTPOA <laughs> together. You know, the thing is, is we're not even, like, jealous. We're not, like, we're so confident in what we do. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> So it, it really didn't sound like that until That's we right. went uh, on air a little while Well, Officer Hubris. Uh, <laughs> it's like when you got it, you know, you're you like, oh, you you know, we don't, we don't, we're not intimidated. Absolutely. I think it's great. It's, it's kind of disappointing. I love the banter. Yes. With the yeah. travel and coming all the way out here, I, there was only one hat on the table. Yeah. TTPOA hat. Yeah. I don't know that I'd be allowed to wear it. Once I got back. Oh, dude, I'll give this to you right now if you wear this in oh, front get, of Pat. Bro. I'll wear that at a class. Yeah, yeah there you go. I'll wear it at a class. Can we go. get a picture of him with the hat on yes. to put on our social media? Yes. yes. With the cup, too, drinking it. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. You will never be <laughs> allowed. Drinking the, drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Too. You will never be allowed back in the great state of Ohio. <laughs> I can hey, just I'm, see the text again. from Pat now. You are dead to me. You, yeah. might, you might be right. <laughs> I bet you would, worth it. It's worth it. I bet you would drink some fine bourbon out of our whiskey glass. Oh, I would absolutely drink some fine bourbon. Well, shit. I got that. But you know what? I will get you that because I have it in my house. So you, you'll you'll come back with plenty of TTPOA swag. Awesome. I got a fine TTPOA awesome. do rag here for you too. Mm-hmm. Don't do the do rag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah, I if like I knew hat, if I knew Russ was coming, yeah, I could have put like a little swag bag together mm-hmm. for him. Yep. Probably, I'll get it. I'll he probably would have thrown it away at the house. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll no. Get him so you don't not, know Russ. Absolutely not him. You don't yeah. know Russ. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's a cop. He likes all free shit. Yeah, yeah well, he, he likes that. And <laughs> free T-shirts yeah. and free hats. If Hell yeah! If it's free, it's for me. I'll take three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'll get you one, Scott. I, I got some at the house. So. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I have to ask. Yeah, man. How did you get started? Get back on the track. Yeah. Here? How did you get started in the shooting? Like, because you're like you didn't grow up shooting, right? Um. Well, so I always say this. Uh, I kind of always owned a gun when I legally could, right? But it was just because. I was a martial artist and, you know, guns are cool, right? Mm-hmm. But was it a passion of mine? Not really. What really got me into it is right around 2010, you know, doing uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu up in uh, northern Virginia, metro D.C. area. It's impossible to train jiu-jitsu up there without half the guys on the mat being some form of uh, local, state, federal uh, law yeah. enforcement, right? Yeah. Um, and really how I got into it is my buddy um, – Al, he was uh, on the mobile security division of the State Department, right? And he was, you know, uh, basically 
looked exactly like Derek looks, right? Mm. Uh, what are you like, 6'11, 700 pounds, pure muscle, shit like that? Exactly. Something like that, 100%, right? Exactly. He looked like a big dummy. <laughs> and, but yeah, <laughs> he kept on getting deployed. So he was like a three year white belt, but he would, he would do very well, but he would do well out of hate. Right, I do a lot of things. I hate. <laughs> exactly, right. So, but he would hurt people, and he would also get hurt because there was no technique there, right? Yeah. So, at the time um, uh, at Paso Jiu Jitsu, we didn't really have a lot of big guys, and he was a big guy. So I'm like, hey, dude, I got a key to the gym. Why don't you just come? We'll roll in the mornings, right? Uh, I'll get some rolls in. I'll show you some stuff, and we'll get you to blue belt. Uh, three, four months later, I think he got finally got to blue belt. And he goes, hey, dude, I need to pay you back. And he's like, no, dude, you're doing the country's work. Don't worry about it. He's like, well, no, no let's just go have fun. Like, Do you shoot? And I'm like, I own a gun. And he's like, well, let me show you some stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? Very fortunate. You know, I had an indoor range five minutes from my house, so I could go shoot any time that I wanted. Uh, and really just started to get into it, right? Um, right around 2013, when I got my left knee replaced, and the only thing I could do to retain the man card was go shoot <laughs> for two to three months, right? Then I just started thinking about different things and techniques and just turned into another martial art for me. Started taking more and more and more classes. Um, did a couple things that are of no, the, you know, winning the fast coin or earning the fast coin, like my wife likes to say. Getting to a high level in USPSA and t- just training all the time. Uh, Fall, uh, fell in with the primary and secondary guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys are familiar with them on their forum and their and their Facebook and, and podcasts and stuff like that, and uh, really what you know how I got into doing what I'm doing now. Matt Matt Landfair, who owns primary and secondary, is like, "Hey, dude, you need to teach," and I'm like, "No," <laughs> <laughs> because God love you, but you instructors that talk all this big game, yeah. all you guys are. I don't want to be involved in anything like that, especially not the tactical world because right. you guys can't agree on anything, right? <laughs> and he's like, well, you don't have to teach tactics. Just teach shooting the dot, right? So he bugged me for like a year, and I finally said, you know what? Fine. He goes, he goes I'll collect the money. I'll do the register. Just find me a range. So I found a range. At the worst, it would shut him up. 20-person class sold out in an hour. <laughs> so right around that time, I'm still in the mortgage industry. Trump gets in the office, who awesome, but... Not so great for the mortgage world because rates started going up. Yeah, uh, so I had to supplement that income, and it just it just kind of took off from there. Uh-huh. Uh, where things really exploded is when Houston went full ham on the dot. Yeah, I got invited to shooter symposium down in Houston to teach uh, among some other incredible instructors. Uh, about that time, I think I was doing maybe twenty classes a year. Uh, <laughs> But when Houston went full ham on the dot shooter symposium, then the call started getting to do LE. Yeah. Right. And that's the week. And the next thing I know, 2000 and what, 2019, I'm teaching 60 classes and 75. And this year it'll wind up being 100 classes. Damn. So, All right, yeah, so, man. so I have to ask when you started shooting mm-hmm. at that range after you tore your knee up, was it just like, you just picked it up and you're like, yeah, this is awesome. Was it? Oh, no. No. So you no. actually worked to get oh, to where yeah. you're at. So yeah. you put that effort in. So this didn't uh, come natural. I will tell you that when I started, when I, I get obsessed with things, right? Um, I was probably going through 3,000 rounds a month, mm-hmm. right? When, when that was happening. Yeah. Uh, then when I got serious, <laughs> oh, probably another 
probably four to five thousand rounds a month just trying to figure everything out. Dude, if you did that now, you'd be broke. <laughs> That's uh, yeah, that's twenty thousand around or twenty thousand dollars a month on ammo, <laughs> something like that, right? Something like that. And that's if you can find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's getting better though. It's getting a little. Bit so better. you put the work in. Yep, and it paid off. Yeah, 100%. paid off. Yep, yep, yep. Put the work in. It paid off. Um, but people ask me all the time. It's like, why do you think you're so successful? Well, first of all, because of my wife, Beverly Jedlinski. That's true. Very true. I'm Good. patting myself on the back right now. Uh, <laughs> but we have a unique blend, right? I was in sales for 25, 26 years. She was in marketing communications yeah. uh, for 30 plus years. You know what I mean? A lot of customer service. In college, I was a waiter. So, you know, yada, yada. And just that time management through all that and, and training. Most of my career, I was upper management level. So a lot of my job had to do with training. And uh, a lot of it also comes from Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You know, my uh, professor, Tony Passos, could just, you know, look at anybody and say, nope, this, this, and this, yeah. right? And that's what I pattern my teaching off of. Uh, and that's why I really think that I can relate to complicated things simply at such a pace that people can um, ingest them. Right. And then I give them something more, then I give them some more, then I give them something more. Um and I think people like going to my classes because you'll never hear me say because I'm the instructor yeah. or fix it. What the hell does that mean? You know yeah. what I mean? Because if you said that in jujitsu, yeah, just fix it. People will be like, well, I don't know this martial art. Can you tell me how to fix it? <laughs> yeah. But for some reason with guns, it's fine to say that. Right. I don't understand that. You know what I mean? Well, it's not. It's not. But that's what happens. But yeah, because there's a, the authoritative figure line of that dude's, you know, yeah. got this awesome resume. So I can't challenge anything that he says in class. Otherwise it's disrespectful. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So what's the fast coin that you earned? Oh, so, uh, there was a pretty famous, uh, civilian instructor, Todd Lewis green. Uh, he's now since passed. He had a standard at the end of his class that either from a duty rig or from concealment, most of it was from concealment, uh, seven yards, draw two rounds to a three by five in the head box, slide lock reload, uh, and four rounds at an eight inch circle center mass. If you did it twice in front of him, each run being 4.99 seconds or less twice, you had a fast coin. Um, tens of thousands of people have tried now that, uh, uh, he has passed now. Ernest Langdon, uh, is, is the administrator of all that. Uh, thousands, tens of thousands of people's tried. Now there's, there's, I think there's only 20 coins mm. and I have coin number 15. I'm the first one to do it with a red dot pistol. Mm. Uh, up until four months ago, I was the only one. Oh. And then some other half Asian kid got it. <laughs> <laughs> must be a genetic. Thing. Yeah, it must <laughs> be. Right, right. I mean. uh, and then since then, two other people, red dots have got it. Uh, I don't take credit for my students, right? Cause you have to work hard and everything like that. I will say that the two other guys that have red dots, uh, that one that, that earned the coin, uh, have been in my class and they're good friends of mine. Oh, nice. Well, uh, good. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, yep. Russ, how did you get tied up with this this average shooter, this average <laughs> instructor <laughs> guy, this guy, guy? So, we brought him in with the OTOA uh, to run a class. for That That was the first one, right, Scott? The, with the yeah, staff. what was that? Um, 17? I, th I think so. And, uh, listen, I've been doing this for a long time, and I've taken classes with some of the best of the best. Yeah. And... Uh, I was never influenced by one instructor as much as I was going through his first class. And, and subsequently we've taken probably four since then. Mm -hmm. And now obviously uh, working for him, but uh, 
going back to that, you, Scott talked about when, when guys would, uh, they would, they didn't give you the whys, they would run a range and everything else. That was, that was what was going on in my agency. When I got down there, I got down to the range at, within my agency at, in 2002. And people were literally scared to come down there mm-hmm. because if they had issues, they already had the anxiety because they didn't want to call, right? right? Because they were down there. Most of those folks that had issues were down there once a year. And then they came down there with all the anxiety and the, the, the staff of the past, what did they do? They just yelled at him. Yeah. It's, it's the, it's you, it's not the gun. It's this, it's not that, but right. never, there was never a why given. Yeah. Uh, and I've been with, I've, I've trained with a lot of great dudes that gave you the why, but I have not trained with a lot of guys that gave you the why like Scott did. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Heavy influence. Yeah. Uh, so I do giving them did, the old why. Yeah. Did you guys just have a moment right there? <laughs> yeah, we did. Oh, we did. Did, we you, did. See us, yeah, did you see yeah. us look each other in the dude, eye? Yeah. That's what, dude. Seriously, I saw it and I'm like, I'm getting a little freaked out yeah, here. Yeah. Do we need to turn the lights yeah, off yeah. and no, let you like, guys it's have like, a... man, these microphones are blocking my view. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see Scott's gorgeous I, eyes. I, I can avoid looking into his eyes, but men fear me. <laughs> and, uh, women fear me, excuse me, and men love me. He can't help it. I can't help it. I can't help it. I can't help I, it. I think I've I think I've had you personally, I don't know, six or seven times, maybe eight, I don't know. You mean in there. class? Yeah. yeah 100%. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a good way to say it. We don't have that. enough fingers and toes to tell me times. It's the other one. <laughs> but somewhere around there, yeah. you know, not just one or two times yeah. um, to, to make this statement. If you take your class, you always go, hey, what do you want to get out of this class? You go around yep. each student. And then at the end uh, of, the, of the class on the second day, then you'll go back and, hey, what did you get out of this class? Yep. And it doesn't matter what class it is that I've, that I've been to. I always try to attend at the end, at least mm-hmm. in the beginning. I could take one class or the other class, and it's pretty much the same thing guys are saying um, on the debriefs of what you bring to that class, what you open their eyes to, how you change this. And normally it's been, I thought I was coming to a Red Dot instructor class, to learn how to shoot a red dot. Yes, I learned how to shoot this red dot, but man, I learned about this, or I changed this, or now I'm looking mm-hmm. at shooting in this way or that way. Um, and I think that's a really good testament to you, and I always tell people, if Scott, if you were taking a class on how to build rockets, and Scott knew how to build a rocket, he could explain how to build a rocket to you. It doesn't matter what it is. I think you just you have that ability to be able to relate uh, to people and teach people where they understand it. And I think that's a really good gift that you, that you bring because not everyone can do that. Uh, and that th- I think that's one of the biggest things I always see in your classes is that is the number one thing that, that kind of resonates every single time. Um, so, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Um, it's, it is as, uh, our one buddy, Brian Hill says, he says, it's my superpower. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's from years and years. Here's the funniest thing, man. Uh, you want to know how, how to manage a class. You want to know how to teach things, go teach a kid's jujitsu class, right? <laughs> Cause it's herding cats. You got to keep the kids from getting hurt. Yeah. You learn how to predict things. And then you kind of realize there's only like 10 ways a person can mess up. Yeah. Now there can be combinations of that 10, making an exponential, right. uh, uh, you know, uh, instances and stuff like that. But really when you narrow down the 10 and you know what to look for and you know, they're going to do it, you could narrow it down from there, yeah. right? And then everything else becomes, what does that individual need? Mm-hmm. And that's really the thing that I enjoy is watching people get better now, yeah, right now. 
you know. No, for sure. And you and you do a great job with that. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Uh-huh. It's a good time. Especially yeah. hanging out with you guys. I mean, I'm yeah. you know, I'm gonna piggyback off what Russ said. When I went through your class and I've taken classes with some of the best, you know, quote unquote the best and um they'll tell you, but the way that you present the red dot, cause I, cause I, I'll be honest with you when it comes to red dot stuff, I'm a little, I'm not quite there yet. I'm getting there. You need to come back to the class, bro. I, I do. But you know, I took your instructor class. So I'm, you know, I'm actually an instructor <laughs> and we built our red dot program. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. I talked to you about yep. that, you yep. know, um, yep. other times, but we, we developed our program here for our department off of some of the things that we talked about, you know, yeah. um, what, year or two ago about yeah. some of this stuff. So the way that he presents it is, is, is awesome. And the way that you present it and you tell people how to fix mistakes to fit their shooting style. Yep. So it's just not, Hey, you gotta do it my way. Okay. Here's how you're doing it. Now do this to kind of help you progress yeah. or get better. So yep. I really did like that. And you know, yeah, I, I mean, I think we just had a moment, but I'm cool. We did. It. We always do. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I'm going to try and uh, relate this memory Cause it was, it was hilarious. I don't know if you know, you remember it, right? So you know how I, uh, teach the two draws out of an ALS, mm-hmm. out of a duty holster. Right. And I say to myself, I say to you guys, like, hey, look, I don't care if you think this is practical or not. I'm just teaching you, teaching you guys efficient draws and then you can change it from there. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so while the scoop pluck thing, cause you were still rocking the whole FBI can't thing. Now on the scoop pluck, we yep. have fingers on the back yep. of the holster, so you have the yep. heads right. But the way you were doing it is you kind of like a like a bent over Yosemite Sam, and you and you were always, you're, and then from there you just went screw it, and you went from SWAT and you went to SWAT hands. Right? Yes, yeah. I'm SWAT like, hands. bro, the other ones, the other ones quicker. It's like, yeah, but I'm not gonna be walking around like an idiot with my hand on my gun all my all damn day. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Yeah. And I walk off and I think he just wanted more. I was like, nah, don't, yeah. then don't do that. I will tell you though, that that conversation, uh, led me to come up with a better rifle to pistol transition than some of the things that I saw, right. With the whole 90 degree touch mm-hmm. point down. Uh, I have a, did I show you that one uh-huh. where it's, you know, the scoop pluck, but it's a, yeah. it's a rotating scoop pluck where it's I'll out. I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll show you that one later. I've, you, you, you've seen it before, right? Yep. Uh, it's, uh, much more circular instead of angle angular where you don't really see your hand going down your body doesn't like that. It's more of a circular thing that works out for a lot of people much better. But that was the conversation that we had. Cause here's the thing, man, I always try and give like three options for mm-hmm. people to pick from yeah. because if I only give you one, it's going to remain my idea. If I give you three and let you pick, now it's your idea and it's going to stick a lot better. Well, that yeah. one option may not fit right. him, but right. it may right. fit him or me. Right. Right. So you got the, you know, and that that's what, that was honestly the first firearms class that I went to where the instructor gave us options. Yeah. yeah. Versus like, this is, this is the way you do it. If you want to shoot like me, this is how you have to do it. Right. Right. Yeah. So I was like, well, that's, this is kind of different. I like this. Yeah. Yep. 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 It was, it was good. <laughs> had you ever been to any of my old classes, Russ, where I used to do that little dynamic stage at the end? Yeah. Okay. So I don't do that anymore. Yeah. I don't do it anymore, but I want to tell you a funny story oh. about Derek. Oh, oh I love these. <laughs> what so, did he screw up on? So we used to run it twice. No, no, he didn't screw up. I, I set him up on something by accident. Oh. So, uh, he runs the first one, right? And he doesn't, he's never really run a stage before. So he's being very careful, very tactical, right? I think like, you know, of the, 12 round stage. There's only six holes. Cause everything's like hole and hole. And I'm like, that's cool, bro. And then some other hotshot gets out there and goes, right. And I'm, I'm calling out the scores and hit factors. Right. So he gets pissed off. 
the next one he does, dude, it's brilliant, right? He he. I think he actually put on his old football jersey on, <laughs> got his game face on, like Al Bundy, dude. It was <laughs> Uncle Rico, right? So he's like the first one that goes through on the second uh, iteration of it, right? But the way you do it uh, on the, when you set the score on the thing, you have to put in, you have to rebuild it every time, right? So he gets through and he just, it's amazing, right? And I go, oh, that seemed great, but your score was really shitty. He's <laughs> like. How the fuck is it shitty? I just burned it the fuck down. I'm like, I don't know. So I go back. I go like, oh, sorry, dude. I forgot to put in all the targets and scores. <laughs> so he did it, and he destroyed, and he destroyed it. Right? Still came in second in that. I was the second best shooter of that who class. Was the, who the, was? So he's from Fort Worth. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Not going to say his name, but yeah. he's from Fort Worth. Not the guy that won this weekend. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. From Fort Worth, phenomenal shooter. Yeah, he is phenomenal shooter. Oh, and Asian. No, no, no. No, not that guy. That no, no. guy won this week. He's redneck. Oh, oh, okay. He's redneck. He's a redneck. Yeah, yeah. redneck. Why does it always not come the big redneck. Not the yeah. big redneck. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he did. Yeah, he yeah but he's first. competed before. He came in first. Oh, yeah, he's a great dude. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a, so anyway, I, I don't do that stage anymore, right? Because 10% of the people that would change your life, the other 90% were just lost in the sauce. <laughs> and I become a safety Nazi because of that. So oh, I limited yeah. that. We do the transition, the transition stuff now. I think it's much more useful, especially for police. Yeah. Uh, than that stage was. So I'll be honest with you. When I, when I ran that stage, being the SWAT guy, I'm looking at this going, wait a minute. If I fucking shoot this guy here, I'm super exposed to this guy here. Now he wants me to go around this corner. So I'm like, pie, 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 target, bam, 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 bam. And he's like, no, bro, shoot him, shoot him, and then just run around the corner and shoot what's in front of you. I'm like, I don't think I'd ever do that in real life. <laughs> yeah, but it don't feel good. That doesn't feel good. Also notice... How he just did the pistol stage with SWAT hands. Yeah. <laughs> you notice that, right? <laughs> hey, old habits are hard to break, man. Old habits are hard I, to break. I understand. He's got great SWAT hands, too. He got amazing. Thank you. They're jazzy SWAT hands. Yeah, they, they yeah, 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 yeah. Spirit yeah. sprinkles. <laughs> Dude, Russ is like, what in the hell have oh, I got myself involved in? Here? <laughs> oh, this he is, knows. This is nothing new. Oh, this is. Oh, good. Oh, He's oh, thinking, God. damn it, why didn't we come up with the first podcast with our organization? <laughs> oh, Again, I, I keep telling you, we're still promoting that largest conference in the country thing. <laughs> hey. I don't have time for SWAT so hands little, and all that. A little podcast news. I stole, I stole our podcast idea from Cato. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. I was playing around on one of the, I don't know, Spotify or whatever, and I saw Kato's podcast, and I listened to a couple episodes, and I was like, dude, I can totally probably do worse than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We didn't tell you we're only, we're only, only people, there's only like three people that listen. No, no, there's like 200 yeah. in Ohio. I mean, we're kicking yeah. ass in Ohio. Yeah. Just three in there's, Texas. There's yeah. Just three in Ohio. Texas. Yeah. I've, I've enjoyed them, just so you know. I'm not just saying that because I'm here right now. Well, good. No, good. I've, I've enjoyed them. Yeah. I really, really have. That's good. I, we, we like I found it. most of the people for you to put on the podcast, I think, but <laughs> whatever. Hey, you do, you whatever. Have we're going off you of Brandon's training schedule. So yeah, yeah. whoever Brandon brings in right. as instructors, yeah. man, we're, yep. we're, we're pulling them in. Yep. So, so like what is... So on your on, on your website here, I was looking at your classes. The one that I really like, and it's not available, is the one-hour video. Yeah. What's up with that? That's awesome. Yeah, I don't have time. I don't have time for it. Really? I, well, I have time for you. <laughs> well, yeah. video constellate, you know, what's yeah. it? That's a different Consulting? kind of. Con- yeah, constellations. 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 I think that's, that's a different kind of. Consultation and curation. <laughs> a consultation. So one, one hour <laughs> at end. There's a surprise. It sounds like a rubbing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was fixing to say, like, yeah. how do you have time to do that? I don't. Now you'll see it's not available. Yeah. 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 So I used to do that all the time. And actually, 
It was it was a, a a pretty good product for us, man. I would I would just Bev would set up the thing. We'd have a one hour thing through Skype. Uh, they always we would just work on any skill possible or that they wanted to, but as long as you know there was no bang at the end. <laughs> and wait a minute, are we still talking about? Uh, no, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's always the same. Thing. Was clothing optional? Can yeah, yeah. Huh? Could I just do a consultation? Well, with you had to have naked? a gun and a holster or something hanging off of. Hey, so, man, I yeah. got, there was something hanging. Uh, there was something yeah. hanging. <laughs> so all you needed was a shot timer, uh, a gun, a holster, and you could do what you wanted from there. But uh, it was always the same thing. People wanted to get to a sub-second draw all the time, at least in dry fire, right? A couple of guys wanted to work on reloads and things of that nature. Um, but, yeah, it was always that. Oh, and I had it down, man. I I had it I had it down, and by the end of class, at least in dry fire, everybody would be sub-second. Good. Yep. That's what that Dude, was. I saw that. I was like, that's I've, I've never seen that before on anybody's training website. Yeah, yeah. And I will say out there, um, people are upset that it's not available. I just don't have time, and after I get off the range, the last, last thing, thing I want to do, do is, is get on yeah. Yeah. Skype with stuff. this guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say there are a couple guys out there doing it right now. Um, I'm not going to say they got the idea from me, but uh, regardless of that, uh, first one is AJ Zito, right? Mm-hmm. A practical performance. He's another one of my adjunct, uh, adjunct guys. He's out of Arizona. I think he's I out, saw yep, that. Yep. He's out of Arizona. And uh, then one who is not an adjunct, but one of my very dear friends, uh, top 10 single stack competitive shooter, Tim Heron. H-E-R-R-O-N, Tim Heron, Practical Shooting. Uh, he does them as well, and uh, he is amazing, and he's he's just as good from appendix as he is from a from a competition oh, yeah. rig. Yep. So while Scott, while Scott doesn't do that anymore, he has his, his OnlyFans like, website that he does that's private. That's where you put all your that's time. That's a whole <laughs> different podcast. <laughs> right? That's so on a whole it's, different it's, tangent. It's late night with Jai. Yeah. yeah. OnlyFans. So yeah. let me ask you a question. Yes, with, sir. With ammo, this is for you too, Russ, so I'll let him go first since he's the man. With ammo being like it is, if all you could get is 50 rounds and you have an hour or two to go to the range, what do you work on? What do you, what do you work on? What kind of drills are we working? Yeah, so let's let's take that two hours off of it because you ain't doing nothing. An hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say an hour, right? So what would I do? Uh, so the first thing I would do is I would start off with an accuracy drill. Right. So I have an accuracy drill in my class. We start off TD one with uh, 10 yards, two inch square, 10 rounds. Always start off with accuracy. Right. Uh, for another good one is dot torture. Um, for those of you people that do dot torture out there that have a red dot, you're no longer allowed to do it at three yards. Those are for mortals with iron sights, <laughs> uh, five yards and back. Uh, and if you're part of the B8 25 yard lovers club, then, then that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck that. Excited. Again, I will say this, guys. I shoot B8s a lot. I hate shooting B8s. The only thing I hate more than shooting B8s are people being better than me at shooting B8s, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you accuracy nerds just need to stop. Um, anyway, no, you're good. You're good. Uh, then after that, uh, I would pick some sort of speed standard, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be a build drill, uh, whether it be like the super test with a quick time on it, um, you know, four aces, something like that, something to speed because you need to complement the accuracy with speed, right? Yeah. One of the greatest 
uh, quotes I've ever heard, right? As a mutual friend of all of us here, Matt Pronka, yep. right? Uh, Matt came on my podcast and basically said, look, what you need to realize that there are two things on the table, speed and accuracy. You leave one on the table, the opponent takes the other one. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what application you're talking about. If yeah. you're talking about competition, you're talking about self-defense, you're talking about you know, uh, being uh, police or whatnot, you can't leave anything on the table. So you need to work on both. Work on both separately yeah. and then put them together, right? So after we get done with the speed work, then pick some sort of standard, right? Uh, my standard. My standards are only 13 rounds, right? Uh, what's another good one? The super test is another good one. Um, Gabe White's standards are a good one. Bill Blowers has... 70 standards or something <laughs> combination in there that nobody still knows what they are because nobody has that patch yet. Um, love you, Bill. You're super old, but I love you. Uh, uh, something like that, yeah. right? Where you did not come up with the criteria. It is a balance of speed and accuracy, right? So if I only had 50 rounds, first some sort of accuracy drill, then some sort of speed drill was going to eat up most of your ammo and then put it together on a test of somebody else's standard. Do you accomplish what you need to accomplish? Yeah. yeah. That's so that's what I would do. I like it. Yeah. I like that's it. what I would do. Russ. Yeah. With, with the issue, especially now, cause I would, I had ammo. I could get all the ammo I wanted pretty much any time right. I wanted. I had access to the range. We right. trained every Tuesday. So that obviously all changed once I retired. So dry practice became yeah. a hell of a lot more important to me. I still don't do it as much as I should. Mm -hmm. But what I would try to do is whatever I was working on on dry practice, whether that was draws and presentations, whether that was reloads, whether it was target transitions, then I would want to confirm it live. Is what I'm doing dry happening live or is grip breaking down? Build drills mm -hmm. are another great one. Um, much shorter answer than Scott, but that's what I like to do. I work on a few things dry practice wise without a timer. A lot of times I'll work. This I got from Matt Prank is another huge influence in me uh, for me shooting uh, X-Ray Alpha. Uh, is yeah. the name of his company. Uh, very, very similar to, to uh, Scott as far as techniques go. But I got a lot of the dry practice stuff from him, and he puts a lot of good good material on his uh, Instagram account. Yeah, he, yes, I, he does. And I'll work on a lot of that stuff dry, and then I'll just go confirm it live. Is this stuff working? If it's not, then, hey, let's reboot and, yeah. and start doing some dry practice again. Yep. And, again, that's the answer. Everyone's like, well, blah, 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 haven't practiced in a while. Man, dry, dry fire is for skill acquisition. Live fire is for confirmation self-defense competition and work yeah. right but it, starting a new thing out unless you got unlimited supply of ammo right starting out any new skill you want to master in live fire it's kind of a waste of time i yeah. get it you do what you want to do but how do you know if you have you don't have the if you have the manipulations down and all you're doing is wasting ammo do it in yeah. dry fire first yeah do it in dry fire so how first. much dry fire a day do you do you guys do i mean like honestly like 10 15 pulls or uh, so I dry fire every single day, right? Uh, with my schedule, it gets kind of, uh, can get kind of limited nowhere near when I was doing, I was telling you before I was doing anywhere between two to 5,000 rounds a month in mm -hmm. my practice, my dry fire would probably be another hour, hour and a half a day. Uh, if I had a big match coming up or I was trying to get to that next classification, USPSA, it would be two to three hours a day. So did wow. you work click? recycle click nope. or do you I get never the, pulled it if the magazine like for the or, draw yeah uh unless it was a multiple round thing like say like an el prez mm -hmm. right then i would pull the trigger right but when i was shooting glocks back then i would figure out a way to make it a dead trigger but bounce back like um 
taking a piece of paper plate and putting it between the barrel and the, uh, the breech and the, and the slide will make the Glock trigger mm-hmm. go back. Um, pulling the trigger and dry fire is one of the worst things you can do because then you get conditioned to every time you put your finger on the trigger, it has to go click. And I think that's a, that's a poor habit, right? You need to get it to the prep, right? You, if you want to become intimately involved with your trigger, especially on your draw, learn how to draw fast and stop at the wall. Right. Yep. Um, I mean, so, draws because I mean, ooh, dude, coming uh, out of the appendix carry, you are moving. Out of the, yep, dude, yep. It's, it's uh, I will tell you that uh, today, uh, before I drove up here from Oklahoma City, um, 20, mm-hmm. 20. But for me, man, that's what, like a second so that's, and a half? That's drawing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, so that's drawing, prepping to the wall, finding, yep, finding, yep. Dot, finding, finding sites, finding some, some, finding some focus on the wall, right? right. Um, finding some focus on the wall and just going from different hand positions, right? If it's appendix, uh, you know, what I call the high thoracic, right? Uh, hands in front, hands uh, crossed with my, you know, now patented cheater grip, uh, <laughs> stuff like that. Hands in pockets, hands crossed, and hands behind my back, which serves no practicality other than me expressing when you know your hand indexes, it doesn't matter where your hands from or are starting from. So I call that the anti-cheater to uh, troll the internet. <laughs> you can only do a sub-second draw because your hands on your shirt. Watch this, fam. Bam, Good bam, job. got yep. it done. Yep. Yep. I like it. Russ, about you? Like I mentioned before, not a, not enough, not as much as I should, and I kind of have the uh, the mini Jidlinski schedule as of as of lately. Yeah, man. Teaching and traveling eighteen days this month. But, that's not an excuse. There's always time to, to get it in there. Uh, never as detailed or as long as, as Scott has done it. But if I'm at home, I'm getting stuff done around the house. I'll try to put you know ten or fifteen minutes into some dry practice. Come back, mm-hmm. do some other stuff. You know, get stuff done. Get you know dinner cooked or whatever it is, and just throw in 10, 15 minute segments. I I get bored real fast, mm-hmm. and I, I I think for me, shorter segments of dry fire are more productive because I'll start to get lazy on technique the longer mm-hmm. I go. But that's just me. But yeah, not enough. Not right. as much as I should be doing, but yeah. it, I can. He also I, has a range in his backyard. The, the, so, yeah, but I, I got to pay for the ammo now. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I got to get it. Give him for some it. ammo. Yeah. I mean, what the hell? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. No response gonna, to that. <laughs> that's where I was going to go with that, with that now. But yeah. uh, something about oh, not the, long yeah, and the, hard the, enough. Not, oh, it's, that's, must be. Oh, must be. You've Ohio never. Thing. You've never said that to me. Yeah. But he's never. Now <laughs> this show just became no. a rated X. What, what I was gonna say, <laughs> what I was gonna say is uh, the you're gonna have to edit this out because I'm screwing this all up. <laughs> Mark this down here. Yeah. Forty two minutes into. <laughs> <laughs> what I was gonna mention is the difference I see when I put the time in a dry practice. Yeah. on the range is is incredible. I know right away if I've prepared for the class uh, the right way. If I've done my dry practice, my due diligence there the performance of the class is exponentially better. When yeah. I don't put that time in, and a lot of times the students don't know any, any better, but I do. I'm like, yeah. mm-hmm. You didn't put the time in. Yeah. yeah. No, every, every trainer that we have on here that trains the shooting aspect of it, that's, they always dry fire, like constantly, constantly dry fire, yeah. dry fire. Dry fire, dry draws, dry manipulation, yep. dry whatever it is that you're working on, like kind of like what Russ is talking about, whatever you're going to think you'd be doing that class, practice, yep. practice, practice. Yeah. So here's my thing. that So I went through your class, man. Um, are you still shoving that 34 down your pants? Uh, now it's a five-inch Walther. 
Mm. Why is that? Because Walther came along, right, and helped you out here. Yeah, Walther's awesome. Yeah, there you go. And yeah, and so it's Plug a Walther. P, it's a Walther P, PDP. Yeah, right. And uh, very honored to be a whole part of the defense division team. Uh, I had some uh, inputs. Dan Brooks is calling guy. me right now. So is he really? Let me tell him we're on a podcast here. He's going to ask you if we would rather have a million dollars in my head full of nickels. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, uh, yeah. So Walther's amazing company, man. Um, I'm not going to go too deep into that, but I will tell you this. One of the things I learned about the firearms industry getting into it is you guys well know because you deal with the vendors and everything. God bless every single one of them that supports the TTPOA and O2A. But here's the thing, man. This industry is held together with spit and duct tape. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like, Absolutely. It's like all the, all the retired face shooters don't know how to do marketing communication. Communications. All the marketing communications people don't shoot. And there's mm-hmm. always that big divide of what we actually need to get done for the task of training, right? Uh, Walther uh, slow rolled everything, man. Uh, talked to him. I said, here's what I, here's the thing, man. I just don't want to be a name on the marquee. I want input. So had a couple design um, uh, inputs onto the new pistol. Uh, and Walther has done everything they've said they're going to do awesome. on time. And more importantly than anything else, when I call my contacts over there, they pick up the phone. Nice. That's good. Good yep. for you. Yep. 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 So I'm assuming you run a red dot. Of course. Do they do the milling or do you get it milled? No, no. So the PDP is all comes from the factory. They're all red dot ready. Oh, awesome. Yeah. 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 Yep. Good. Yeah. Which, which dot are we running? Uh, so I am of the elite right now Ooh. and I have an acro P2. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> not because Aimpoint loves me far from it. Uh, Aimpoint so, gave Walther four acros and they gave other uh, P2s and they gave me one and said, beat the shit out of this thing. And that's what I'm doing. How's the battery life on that thing? Are you leaving? Uh, it two and a half months. Two and a half months through various things, so you know it's already beaten the old record. Uh, my <laughs> because of the, three days. The reason I ask is yeah. because when I went through your red dot I instructor beat the shit class, I well, beat we had yeah. one break off a gun. Yep. Right. We had one just crap out. Yep. And then we had one. We had changed like batteries in it. Like I don't know, twice in a two day school. I'm sure yep. Wayne's really loving this right now. With the- hey, I'm just. <laughs> hey man, I just I don't know to, if I it was. Him, dude, I talk to him probably once every three months with reports on acros because he wants to know what's going yeah. on. With but the this, cool yeah. thing is they're they're progressing and trying to fix it and make it better make it more reliable for the end user which is primarily going to be law enforcement dudes out working the streets right yep yep everything breaks everything breaks right i've seen uh i don't care who the optics manufacturer is i've seen those optics break just getting gump coming back into the holster every single one Mm -hmm. right it depends on how old the optic is Mm -hmm. it depends on how it was put together at manufacturing, yada, yada, yada. But we're looking at a consistent uh, pattern over all of them, right? And my whole thing is, look, man, with the Acro P1, it was four to six weeks battery life. You can be an Aimpoint fanboy all you want, right? But if we're doing this to Mill and LE, uh, if we're worried about LE changing out anything, Four to six weeks is not good enough, oh, right? Yeah. I mean, how many, you know, flashlights, how hard is it to change out your battery and your handheld flashlight, but that doesn't mm-hmm. get changed. And yeah. now we're talking about a sighting system. That being said, I'm just being fair. Yeah. I'm just being fair, right? I mean, EOTech took a beating, you know, for their battery life and other things, of course, right? Yeah. So thermal hey. drift was a thing exactly. uh, a couple of years ago. Right. Did you, that was, did bunch, you, that was a bunch of nonsense. It was, but yeah. you know what? Our team got yeah. caught up in it and Ours admin. Too. 
admin dudes heard it. And next thing I know, you know, we're taking all these EOTags off. We're running personal optics and now we're sending them off. We're getting them refurbished. And yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, I get it. Cause I'm definitely a fanboy when it comes to any point on rifles. Sure. But hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, until you put on so anyway, side. yeah. yeah well. <laughs> so that being Just said, saying. right? Uh, I don't have any love or any hate for any individual optic out there, right? But I see. I'm going to say I I pretty much see every single variety. Mm-hmm. Just as much, if not more, than everybody else in my classes. Okay, right? so let me ask you this. Yeah. What is something that you, yeah. as an instructor, will not recommend to an LE dude to run while working the streets? Oh, shield RMS, mm-hmm. right? Which is a big thing because Glock, God love them. Yeah, somehow they got this thing with the shield RMS, yeah. right? And I don't want to come off, right? Um, Let's do this. I'm officially now consulting for free for Shield RMS. Here's how you fix that thing, okay? Stop making a glass window an option. It needs to be a glass window, not plastic, okay? Here's the big thing. When that thing was sold as the J-Point from JP Rifles, it was 180 bucks. How do you get off selling it for 430 okay? Put the inscriptions for windage and elevation on the optics so we get rid of that stupid little Allen wrench and wheel. Yes. Do me a favor, We've been to the moon. You haven't. Make the windage and elevation the same direction as ours. Mm-hmm. All right? And just come up with a, a, a better optic. Nobody cares that we can uh, absolute co-witness your dot to iron sights. It's not about that. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, just do that. You guys have been around for a long time. Uh, from what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, Internet, that JP Rifles did not come up with the design. That Shield Shield company, the British company, has always had that. They just licensed it out. Mm. right? That's what I heard. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't care enough to find out. right? Uh, but that's the case. You've had a lot of years to have that thing. I am all about competition. right? Mm-hmm. Um, more competition breeds more innovation, better prices, more features and benefits. Right? The argument against hollow sun, that Chineseium crap. Yeah. I get it, man. But even if you don't like hollow sun, I guarantee with hollow sun's prices, yeah. their warranty, and the fact that they used, uh, listen to the end user, they're making your, your favorite optics company work harder. And they got a shit ton of them. Like every. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, do we really think that Aimpoint would have cared to put a 2032 on the acro if it wasn't for hollow sun? pushing them to, you know, oh, we did it. Yeah. You know, and we don't have, they don't have a 2032. They got the bigger battery, but it's a mm-hmm. side-loading battery that has pretty good battery life, mm-hmm. right? But that's not that's not a dig on aim point. That's just, hey, man. That's the way it is. Here's the, here's, here's, here's the marketplace. Yeah. Get better. You know what I mean? And uh, they did that. So I'm actually really liking the P2. Yeah. As soon as this thing makes it another two weeks without the battery dying, it will get my official thumbs up if you are looking for a uh, closed emitter. Mm-hmm. It won't be number one on my pecking order. It'll be number three just because of price point alone. And there's not enough rounds through it in the wild to substantiate that, but it could move up. It and it looks like up. a brick. It's not at all. Really? Yeah, it's not at all. Yeah. The other cool thing about the endpoint is, well, at least with the PDP, because the PDP factory cut is so low. Uh, I actually, when I put it on my gun, I actually had to take off my suppressor iron sights and put on regular iron sights because the window sits so low in it and the PDP mount is so low that it works with regular. See, I think I would like that more than having um, the taller suppressor sites. Sure. 
Yeah. Maybe. Just because a point of aim, point of impact, if you have to go to it. Yeah, if you ever look at your irons, and that's just silly. Well, if, you're, if your dots, <laughs> if the battery's dead or some shit. <laughs> I get it, I get it. Uh, <laughs> so could your, department, <laughs> could your department carry red dots before no. you retired? No. Are they able to do it now? <laughs> <clears throat> they are literally uh, usually about 10 years behind on everything, so I don't see wow. that happening. The, the SWAT unit is considering them heavily, uh, so I think that's a, that's a very good possibility that they'll transition over to that's dots how it at some starts. point. Yeah. But uh, as far as the agency, I don't see it happening for quite some time. So we just started our program last year, right? With a lot of input from a lot of input from Scott and some uh, suggestions and phone calls back and forth and emails. Um, we got about 400 officers, and I'm telling you right now, we probably have about 30 or 40 in the program. That's it. Mm. That's that's the interest level uh, that we're getting. Majority of it is the younger generation of officers that we're getting that. See it on you know the YouTube, Instagram, or Las Vegas Metro, Las Vegas Metro. You know, <laughs> shooting. Yeah, you know. I mean, like this. Like, I get it, but I think honestly, it would benefit everybody mm-hmm. if we could get all the guns with red dots on it. Even some of the older shooters that we're getting that have the bad eyesight, or you know, the further that we get away from the target, have a hard time finding front sight focus or target focus or something like that. So, and, and what better opportunity to start them? Uh, with recruits, I mean, bringing it. At, oh my at, god! At the beginning level, when they're first starting to learn all this stuff, wow. and then it's second nature. Their scores would go up. Oh, Houston has already proven that. Well, right. I, uh, they've been through three academies, right? <laughs> right. With the did, highest scores, and did Michigan State yeah. Police do one entire academy class with red dots, and their scores went up? I think like forty-five percent as a whole. I'm not sure, but I can find out. That doesn't sound. That doesn't sound. Uh, off to me. Yeah. yeah, I know Utah State Police. They went to the five oh nine. And the MOS at the beginning of last year, and haven't looked back. Yeah, haven't looked back. But some like uh, I don't know the exact same things, but the things. But we could probably find out from Houston, two academies, two or three academies. So, do you think that yeah. the uh, that like a new shooter is losing some of the fundamentals by going to Red Dot only, or absolutely not? Do you think that your uh, recruits, when you go through your uh, driving seminar or your driving package, is losing stuff by not doing it on a manual? It's a good point. Yeah. There you go. Now, should they have instruction on it? Sure. Just like when you have a house, you should have instructions on your fire extinguisher. But the probability of you actually ever having to use that is still very low, but you should know how to use it. Yeah. And absolutely. you should have it. And you should yeah. have it. Yeah. Right? So, you know, um, if it were my business, I would teach people first how to do the fundamentals of marksmanship, trigger press and grip, right? Uh, target focus, like the way you do everything else in your life and get that done to get them hitting the target. Then I would say, in case of fire, <laughs> right, let me show you this these irons, and it's the same principle, right, except it's just uh, analog. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I, I was and at, I wouldn't even tell them front sight focus anymore. Yeah. I was at a... Uh, what do you tell them? Target? I say, tar- I say target focus. Yeah. Look through your sights. Is that to yeah. keep it same, same on the dot and iron sights, if that ever has uh, to come across? Yes for what they know, but also exposing them to see the dirty little secret, right? The best iron sight shooters in the world shoot target focus. Yeah. 
they just look through their sites. Yeah. They only use enough information, right? Now, at longer distances where they have to be more refined, then they may get a hard site focus, right? But the best ones, right, whether it's your J.J. Ricazas, Rob Latham, Shane Coley's, Tim Herons, uh, Ben Steggers, on and on, they all shoot target focus. Yeah. Only using enough information. The only information only using enough information of what they need to make an appropriate accurate shot and the speed and distance required. Right. It doesn't change. It doesn't change. It's funny. So the last class I was at, um, hosted in, uh, prank, was out there. Mm -hmm. It was his class. So his class is, it's not like I'm a very beginner class and this is one, man, he's, he's teaching some, some really good stuff and it's, it's fast. So I was shooting next to uh, an officer, and I knew this officer's background because they were from our department. We had a, a free um, sponsor spot for this officer. Mm-hmm. Not shooting a red dot. This officer's never shot a red dot. Groups were pretty pretty spread out, and he was working with her. Got her moving in, moving in, moving in. At lunch, I'm like, hey, you want to try my red dot? Yeah. Never shot one. Ever, ever, never shot one. Hey, where the red dot is, that's where just point it there. By the end of that two days, it was a – different shooter completely different shooter and i'm thinking that was the first time the light ever come on it came on because everyone i've ever been around had always had a lot of experience shooting mm-hmm. uh, so transition to the red dot was like hey you you've got enough time behind that gun that you just know how to how, it, little fine-tuning thing sure but it made me such a believer and a new person picking up a red dot and being able to shoot then and it, it, it was like the light came on for me as far as these new people like, man, what, what, what have we been teaching these guys for so long? And why are yep. we scared as firearms instructors to not allow that or just let go of the power sometimes of this is the way we always do it. That drives me crazy. Well, from the outside looking in, right, again, uh, I make this claim. It's absolutely not true, but I make this claim. Nobody yeah. hangs out with cops that isn't a cop more than me. Yeah. Right. Cause of all the classes that I do outside right. looking in is that if you come up with something new and innovative and for some fluke, it doesn't work. Yeah. Then it's all on you. Mm-hmm. If you regurgitate what the dude before you said to him and the dude before him said that and the dude before him said that it's not on you. It's all, oh, it's in the man. It's in the manual. Right. 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 Um, so that's, so that's why. No, right, that, that, which is exciting because you know that's why I'm I'm so busy and I'm just you know people keep on saying you know they'll say civilians will say dumb things being a civilian right about you know hit rates and stuff like that blah 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 I'm like first of all you got no idea what you're what you're talking about it's about like right. officer involved shooting yeah rate. the thirteen yeah, yeah, percent yeah, yeah. number or something yeah. like that yeah. and I go look man it's it's usually somewhere in the middle there about uh, what's actually going on and things of that nature right. Um, but it's changing, yeah. right? And I, I don't think, I mean, uh, guys out there that do a lot of LE classes, right? You got, uh, like, Mike Pannone is probably the you know the other guy that does uh, a lot of classes like me, right? It's changing, yeah. right, where people are starting to push and innovate because the, the, the numbers are the numbers, yeah. right? You can't, again, you can't look at Las Vegas Metro shootings on YouTube with dots on the move, mm-hmm. right, with their hit rates and go, mm, that's a gimmick. Yeah. You can't do that, you know? What do you think, bro? Oh, I agree 100%. I was just I was going to jump back to that the iron sight thing. If if you believe yeah. that your people are going to focus on that front sight in the middle of a gunfight with some try, somebody trying to hurt him, you're, you're fooling yourself. Right. And like I mentioned before, I'm from a I retired from a large agency, Midwestern agency, and at the range for that for 10 years, uh, obviously homicide took those guns when they were used and then they would have to come down to us and get a loaner. 
and, and we would interview these guys if they were willing, and most were, just to give you know, yeah. little tidbits of what happened in their, in their OIS. Hey, did you remember seeing the front side? Or did you focus on the front side? I, I remember the gun in front of my face. I, I saw some blurry objects in there, and I pressed the trigger. So we already know behaviorally right. we're not likely to focus on that front sight. Well, why not just let that dot operate in the background and let that target be our front sight? Mm-hmm. So let me ask you a question. No, for sure. And I kind of like, so I, I run the range here, and I kind of do the same thing that you just talked about doing. Hey, did you see your sight? Did you do this? Yeah, the answer is like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. So we do an eight-hour transition class from iron sight to red dot where we go over Everything that we go over in your class, right, mm-hmm. or, or that we did in your class. <clears throat> How do you get guys to f- constantly find the dot under recoil while on the move, working the stress of a real life officer involved shooting, bad guys trying to kill you, you're trying to protect your life, you're trying to do your thing. I think sometimes, like even, you know, I shot my red dot Saturday in that competition and I lost it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find it for like maybe two or three seconds. I you know, start fishing for that damn thing. And I'm like, oh, if Scott saw me, he'd be fucking pissed. <laughs> but like, so like how no, much I would fix you. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> how much time yep. does like an older officer that's been, that's been shooting iron sights for say 25 years. How much time does he truly need to be behind that red dot until I should feel comfortable with that person leaving and going to work the streets and feel confident in his ability to protect himself. You take that one because you were a cop for 25 years. and I just think it's like anything else, though. It's it's individual. I mean, some guys will pick it up quicker than others. I'm a big, dumb animal. It took me a couple of classes with Scott. I mean, after the first class, I'm like, I dig this. But sometimes I'm not finding that dot. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. But I see all the advantages of it. And it was all technique. I was You, you start shifting focus back to the dot because you're used to coming back to sites. And you, you do that, you're going to struggle. And, yeah. and finding that dot in recoil, you're going to struggle on finding that dot during draws and presentation. You're going to struggle, struggle finding that dot, period. And once that light bulb goes off that, hey, all I got to do is keep focusing on – Scott says it all the time. The best thing about the dot is it goes where you're looking. The worst thing about the dot is it goes where you're looking. Mm-hmm. If I'm remaining threat focused the whole time, that dot's going to pop. right? Be nice and predictable as long as my technique's fairly solid from 12 to 6 all day long. It's going to be there. And as yeah. soon as you trust that process, then it's all going to work out for you. Yeah. Right. Um, so technique wise, right? The reason why you can't find the dot is because you are in, uh, you are inducing multiple moving axes. Okay, yep. what does that mean? So the only moving axes needs to be on the draw or transitioning from a gun up position to in front of your eyes. Right. The only thing that should be moving is your hand with the gun to your eye. If anything else is moving, right then you have multiple moving axes and you're expecting those axes to co to uh, align up perfectly on the target. And that's not going to happen. Now, then you go, well, what about shooting on the move? We have so many different things about shooting on the move that we think that we should be doing right. Mm-hmm. Heel toe, native American footsteps of a seal, MP five, blah, 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 <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Right. How about you just walk? Yeah. Right. Because the last time I saw you walk down this way, it was pretty quick and your head wasn't bobbing up and down or you weren't in this deep squat or anything like that. So with in your instance, right, the reason why you didn't find the dot, was it in front of your face and you lost it or were you bringing it up during the run? Um, I think I was actually trying to transition mm-hmm. from target on left to target on the right. Okay. While moving? No. Static. Yeah. 
Static. Okay. Just, just standing there. But I think under the recoil, I was after my second shot went off and I was going to move to my next target under recoil, trying to come back and get on that target as fast as cool. I could. I was like, holy shit. Where's so, it at? Where's it at? Yeah. Did your eye go to the target and then the gun followed? Or were you trying to keep your eyes and the gun in the same thing coming over? Uh, my eyes moved where I was driving first. Okay. And then so, that's when I was like trying to find it. Were you, right. were you snapping the gun over? Probably sliding the gun. I was yeah. probably snapping because I was trying to move as fast, you know, because I was, you know, I was under the clock and trying to, you know, beat times and you put yourself on yeah. a timer, snap into a target, known transition, same distance, and then slide to the target. You'll see you're much more yeah. efficient. Slide, float, yeah, right. You got to bleed off steam, yeah. right? Just like you would go into yeah. a stop sign on on your car, yeah. uh, something like that. Uh, and that's actually that is where we replace the stage the transitions, right? So I, I'll teach the float. If you can see both targets at the same time, why are you driving? Just let the gun do. It's much more efficient, right? You're not coming back down on the same target you just shot. And then we talk about a wide transition outside of your immediate peripheral. There you drive, and then you let it float in. I think your example is you were coming in, you stopped short of the target, and you weren't patient enough to watch that dot float in because you've never done it before. Mm -hmm. You know, where at least with iron sights, there would be no housing around it blocking it. But if you know the technique and you get ahead of it, then you don't become impatient, and it would have been just fine. Where was the dot when you finally found it? Fuck, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> On the target, I guess. I mean, I mean, shit. You know, yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. I can't. I, I'm going to guess. Were you transitioning to the right or to the left? I was going uh, left to right. You're going left to right, right? You probably found it somewhere on the left side. Uh, yeah, I'd be lying if I told you anything. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I guarantee it was He's on the left side. Found it. And if you were just a little bit more patient, it would have yeah. floated in. Yeah, because this was, like you know, like I told you, we ran, was it six events? Yeah, six events. Six, six events, six, six stages, and I ran my red dot for five of them. Because mm. I, because honestly, so I teach a lot of recruits and um, in service classes and stuff like that, and most of the guys are running iron sights. So what do I use to teach? Iron sights. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I don't get to shoot my red dot as much as I should, mm -hmm. but the more I used it on Saturday, the more and more comfortable I felt. I felt like, you know, I could hit my shots and shoot those clay pigeons at, I yeah. don't know, 20, 25 yards. Yeah. I was like, Oh, this yeah. is, this is, yeah. this is cake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, an interesting experiment I would like you to take up if you could okay. is this. When you have your problem children with irons, right? Take them and the issues they're having, what you think they're having with irons, and then fix it with a dot. Just try and fix it. Give them a dot gun. Do that. Then when they're done with that, you the problem has been fixed, then put them back on irons. And I bet you that problem will be greatly diminished, right? When you go back to the dot... <clears throat> You can isolate the individual problems, whether it's support hand grip, whether it's trigger press, yeah. whether it's, you know, stand, whatever it is, right? Because they don't have to worry about seeing completely different than they've ever seen something before with that front sight focus. You can isolate the problem. Then their, man, their mind goes, oh, well, this is simply, this is easy now that I can see. We can isolate the problem. Then bring, then stack the difficulty right, of three focal planes, and I bet you they'll get better. Yeah, because I think, I know now, being pretty familiar with the dot, when I miss with my pistol, I know it immediately. I know, like, yep, 
Oh, yeah, it's easier to call your shots. Yep, I, I, it's like my rifle. I know. I mean, you, you know, I, I, you just know. And now with the, with my pistol, I'm like, yep, oh, shit, I just pulled that one, or I did that. I didn't. I wasn't patient enough. I didn't wait for that dot to settle down, and that's why I'm high and I hit in the neck. Because uh, mm-hmm. I just know it, and, and I like that because you're getting instant feedback, uh, and you know what you're doing wrong. You mm-hmm. know, yep, I just did that, and I think that's. That's a sign of, hey, I, I understand that, and I can fix that. Or, yep, I knew it. I don't usually do that, but now I did it because of whatever reason. I could never do that with irons because, you know, like, well, shit, I don't know where it was. And, you know, I think, well, you can. Huge. It just takes a lot of work. Yeah, I just I wasn't ever yeah. at that. Abil- yeah. I, I didn't have that ability. So yeah. let me run something by here, and I'm sure it's all mental for me, but let me ask your opinion. Mm-hmm. I think I'm super accurate with my iron sights out to 25 yards, I'll shoot the B8s. Mm-hmm. I'll be in there in the center. When I put my dot on that B8 at 25 yards, to mm-hmm. me, the dot moves a lot more. <laughs> yeah, because you're focused on the yeah, dot. Focus, yeah. Yeah. And dude, it, 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 it fucks me up. I know. It really does. I like, I, I, I don't feel confident in my ability at distance or trying to be accurate with a dot as I do in my iron sights. That's, and, and that was one on of the other- On your pistol. On my pistol. So if you took that same dot, what do you, because your dot is what, you have an RMR? Yeah. If you put a, put that on a high mountain, put it on your carbine, would you have the same problem? Probably not. Because mm, I'm probably <laughs> homie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Just because you think you have four points of contact or whatever, how many, you know, years, yeah, like, yeah, what, yeah. 30? Uh, <laughs> Who, me? me? <laughs> 30. I, I wish this I was bicep 30. on it. I got this bicep I on it. I got, <laughs> oh, it's, so, yeah. it's so deep in the pocket. Jeez. Anyway. Look at me. I, yeah. I ever told you I hated you? I know. Okay. You love me because I'm exotic. Yeah, you are. Anyway. Kind of tan. Uh, yes. But so that's the thing, right? We switch that. You're not dot focused when you shoot a carbine. Why are you dot focused when you shoot a pistol? Right. Because you're used to having this in front of you yeah. with the front iron sight. Just get rid of it. Mm. Just get rid of it, man. Um, and once you, once you make that focal shift, right? Life becomes so much easier in one class. In so, one class. So are you seeing, uh, just teaching as many classes as you do, mm-hmm. guys starting off with a certain MOA dot, getting more experience, and then being able to go, yeah, yeah this 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 bigger one, I really want to start moving to the smaller one. And like the more yeah. reps you have, you're like, okay. Yeah. And, and part of that might be, the way I zero on the one inch square at 10 yards and then go back to 25 to confirm it. Right. Part of that is if you got a six or eight MOA dot, oh. it's covering up that entire oh, one. inch yeah, square, yeah, Right. But uh, even but it, I, sixes and eights are starting to be less and less um, uh, frequent yeah. in my classes. Right. The big thing now is do you keep, or do you shut off the 32 MOA on the hollow sun? Yeah. Well, that right. Um, and then when, by the end of my class, everyone is shot at all shot, yeah. right? Cause the only reason why you have that is cause you think you can see it easier. Yeah. Right. Well, here's the thing, man. If you're, again, if your technique's fucked up, you ain't seeing shit. Yeah. I don't care. Right. And the time it took you to correct it. Well, too late. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, by the end of the class, everyone has that 32 MOA sh- because you just see more yeah. with that thing off. So oh, that's yeah. probably a better, that. that's a, probably a better, uh, thing, whether a six or an eight, the 32 MOA thing that's out there now. People think I don't like that thing. Um, I think options are always great as long as I can shut it off. Yeah. Right. If it's training wheels, if you're brand new to a dot and you refuse to go to a class and you have this big reference point, you knock yourself out. Yeah. Especially if you're a civilian. Yeah. Because oh, you know the I mean? very first one I started off with was the EOTech 
and I liked the the circle and like the little dot. I was like, the glass okay. is also yeah. eight times bigger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so I, I liked that. I was like, I, I started shooting that and then got a little more just time behind that and turned it off, went to the regular dot. And I liked that a lot. Uh, I thought, okay, I'm going to stick with that. And then I got a, the RMR, which is what 3.25. It's like, I don't really like that dot. Cause I like, I was used to shooting that too. And then I got an SRO. I'm like, okay, that's for me. That's what I like. I like yeah. that too. It's not that one where it's so small, but that was perfect for me. I like their window and stuff. And I, and I, that's what I like about you. You're, you're, you're giving guys different off options because it, it's not a one size fits all for, for these guys. And as long as it's no. quality, yeah, man, go do what you're going to do because it's like Ford, Chevy, Dodge. I mean, everybody has their own preference. At the end of the day, what do you drive better? What do you shoot better? If you can shoot it, fucking lights out, go go for it, man. And I think that's what I like. That's how you, you're not married yeah. to one thing and go, hey, you're bringing a fucking whatever to this class. You're a piece of shit. Like, I, I like that. Unless it's a Shield RMS. Yeah. And and, and, and rightfully so because <laughs> well, of, Shield, I, if you're a sponsor of TTPA, we, <laughs> we, we did not believe in anything yeah, yeah, that yeah. Scott's saying. I think your yeah. shit's awesome. That's exactly yeah. why I'm quiet on this subject. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of optics. Uh, you, guys, you, guys, you guys show yeah. people all the optics, though. Yep. Yep. Yeah, well, yeah. Absolutely. So uh, again, just like Brandon said, it, that's our that's our position is to show you all these op, you know yeah. different yeah. options. And here's the deal: ask our opinion, and we'll tell you from an end user. But again, that's just my opinion. Right. Yeah, my opinion is different than your opinion, right. his opinion. Yeah. Here, so here. what you need to do is go get it yourself. Yeah. And go T and E it, T and E a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah. Because here's what works for you. Here's what I'm starting to. Here's what's starting to piss me off. Oh, shit. Oh, Jesus. Just oh with God. this red dot stuff. Okay. Is I'll go to a class or something. What are you shooting? Well, I got this SRO, you know, I'm shooting. Oh, well, you don't have the, uh, you know, the closed emitter. I mean, what do you, you don't have this one out? I'm like, no, motherfucker, I don't. Because guess what? I it's, have all my guns milled it's with not this. duty rated. Yeah. I'm like, I dr- it drives me crazy. I'm like, hey, man, you know what? I like this. Bro, it's quality. What are you going to do when you get into that gunfight in the rain? I'm like, man, <laughs> guess what? I, it, it's uh, Bro, that. What yeah. are you going to do when it gets covered with mud? Yeah. Uh, quit my part-time job mud wrestling on Tuesday nights? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's, it. Just, that, it, I'm starting to see that. And it just drives me crazy. Like, get off your fucking high horse with, oh, I got to close the minute. Like, okay, whatever. Good. Good for you. If you shoot it, great. I don't give a yeah. rat's ass. But, yeah. you know, that's what I'm, I'm starting to see a little bit of that. And so if you come to me in a class and you, you give me attitude like that, then I'm like, oh, whatever. I'm not going to argue with you. I don't care. But yeah, but that, that life is yep. that whole kit, crazy. that whole kit thing, man. Yeah. Um, it's, oh, uh, man. and you know, um, well, if anybody has a YouTube channel or an Instagram or a Snap Face or anything like that, <laughs> he says Snap Face. <laughs> you can get on there. You can get on, and there. you Derek can. Grinders. I've got yeah. Grinder yeah. OnlyFans, <laughs> yeah. all of those. But you can get on there, and you can talk about your piece of gear and your piece of kit. Yeah. And then the people that don't know, they'll get on there, but oh, this guy must know what he's talking about because he has yeah. a fucking YouTube channel yeah. or. He has 10,000 Instagram followers yeah, yeah. or whatever it yeah. is. In reality, it works for me. Yeah. Yep. It doesn't work yeah. for you. Yeah. It doesn't work for your job. Well, and, and when we say it works for me, it has to work on a metric, right? Yes. Speed, accuracy, and durability, right? It, it has to do that, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, 
So Aaron Cowan's a friend of mine when we talk about duty grade and stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? Um, Sage, Sage Dynamics. Sage Dynamics, yep. yeah, absolutely. And, mm-hmm. and here's the thing, man. God bless that guy because I don't have the patience to do all those videos and tests and stuff like that. And he came out with a unique test, okay? Uh, the whole thing of duty grade is at the end of the line is if you take his body of work and you learn from it, awesome. Yeah. If you don't like his definition of duty grade, he doesn't care. Yeah. Right? That he's like, do do what you want. I'm just giving you an accelerated thing. If you don't agree with it, you don't agree with it. On the other hand, you have the other ones, right, that take every word that comes out of his mouth as canon. You know what I mean? This is law. Mm-hmm. It's either duty grade or it's not. I was like, well, bro, you're a bad guy at, you know, Kroger's. Can you like relax about the duty yeah. grade yeah. stuff real quick <laughs> yeah. for me, yeah. man? Yeah. It's just, you know. Right. Relax. Because I know you have seen the SRO go through a lot of punishment. Yep. And you put it through there. Yep. Yep. Uh, the one that Trijicon sent me. Yeah. Right. Um, 25 classes, close to 11,000 rounds, six throws, gun empty, 30 feet in the Whoa, air. Oh, six throws purposely or did you purposely. throw it as a student? No, yeah. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got to stop myself before. It's like, you know, that really actually happened. In the, no, 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 no. Nope, yeah. And you saw it. I, yeah, yeah I he was one of the first ones, right? Out at well, uh, Northern Ohio Tactical yeah, Training yeah, you, Center. Yeah. You, obviously, he was teeing in that after. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, can it's a break or whatever lunchtime. I'm like, can I shoot that? He goes, you don't want to. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, you're going to want one. Exactly. And I have one now. Yeah, I, I watched I watched him unload the gun in uh, Northern Ohio, so I always want to use the other acronym. I know. Can we, we can't use it. Well, it's Nazi. We call it's it. Nazi. They hate that. Northern the Ohio. Ohio. Well, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let me. Okay. Yeah. One fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. One hour fifteen. So it's N O T T C. Phonetically, it's Nazi. Edit. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's great. Nazi. Yeah. I'm glad we're not the racist. Uh, yeah. 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 Hundred yeah, yeah. percent. Hundred percent. I'm not so, under contractual agreement. Please put in Nazi. <laughs> yeah. so, so I'm like, I dig this optic. You know. Yes. It, it just. It, it's kind of like a, this tactical whoopee that I got a little bit more room for yeah. error if my technique's not perfect. Yep. I'm still finding it at twelve o'clock, and I can yes. drive it down to six. I love it and uh and i was at the same mindset i'm like yeah but i heard it's not duty grade and right. scott's like well watch this and he unloaded it and that northern ohio I like, i'm gonna run right back to that that yeah. term northern ohio's range is it, all the ranges are crushed asphalt yeah yep. and, and like scott said he unloaded and he threw it about 30 feet in the air right on that cr- crushed asphalt picked it up and it's yep. nothing was broken yep. right the last yeah. time i did it uh was at the uh Impact Shooting Center in Cleves outside of Cincinnati, and I did it. And uh, everything on that gun broke except for the SRO. Really? Right? So dumbass didn't take off the Surefire. So that glass cracked. Oh. Does anybody want to argue if Surefire is duty grade or not? Yeah. You know, the glass completely cracked. The takedown levers on the Glock went into the polymer. Oh, right. Wow. So I fucked up. The that hell gun. were you doing with this gun? I just throw, dude, I, after six throws up in the air over, you know, three, four month period, dude, Holy I was working. Shit. I was beating the shit out of that gun, bro. So 11,000 rounds, six throws, and- 25 classes. It finally died uh, when I was teaching a class in L.A. Right. Right. Um, and that's the one that's the one that you're running. Yeah, that's what okay. I'm running. Yep. Yep. And my whole thing is if your life is too hard, if you're if you're running life that hard, boy, you need to take a break. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, I will say this. Right. Again, I have friends that work at all the optics companies. Right. Uh, but I'm going to tell you what I say. What I see. Right. I also have a staccato XC with a SRO on it. Right. Staccato. Staccato. Flex, 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 yeah. flex. <laughs> anyway, uh, with that on it, right? And uh, now that I shoot for Walther, right? I just take that out to flex on people and stuff. And yeah. uh, 
and it was in my gun case that I've been traveling with for like two months. Hadn't shot it in two months. Perfectly fine last time I saw it. I was somewhere and my buddy said, hey man, can I check that thing? I was like, yep. He picked it up and oh, your glass is cracked. I'm like, impossible. Haven't shot that thing in two months. It was fine. It's been that case the whole time. I was like, well, check it out. Boom. So this side of the glass had cracked. Uh, tested out, still kept zero, mm-hmm. right? All that other stuff. So I, here's my theory. This is completely unscientific, but here's my theory. Uh, the Trichicon SRO has a magic spot on it. Mm-hmm. If you don't hit that magic spot, you could hit that thing a hundred times with a sledgehammer. It won't do it. You touch that spot with a feather, it's yeah, done. That is good. The problem is... That equates to a lot in life. Exactly. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. Ah, the problem yeah. is nobody no knows. knows where that spot is, yeah. right? Now, I mean, I know I'm going to get a call from my friends at Trichicon. There's no spot. I'm like, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, here's the thing, man. I will say this, right? It's been in that case for a long time. Um, there is one test that is 10 times more brutal than Aaron Cowan's drop test, and that is TSA. TSA, <laughs> TSA don't care. They see locks on something, and they start throwing shit. Yeah. Like, if you look at my gun case, it looks like it's been through Beirut. I didn't do that. Yeah. They did that. So I think after every time I fly, as much as I fly, I'm doing 100 classes, at least 200 flights a year there and back, right? Yeah. That that case gets thrown a lot, and they just found that magic spot, even though it was in a padded case. Yeah. Now, if you don't live life that hard, right, uh, then maybe you should consider that optic, no, right? Features sure. and benefits. Features <laughs> well, and what benefits. What happens when you drop an iron-sighted hey, weapon? That has been my on the argument rear, on the yeah. rear sight. Yeah. What's, what site yes. fails in my class more than any other site? front sights yeah it, it that that was that's it's so funny you say that i'm like well you go name me any iron sight and drop it that far and see if it's duty rated but yet for years and years and years we've been okay with that and we only have one sighting system now if we have a red dot we have two so exactly. if our red dot breaks okay then we can transition to iron sights or we've been taught where we can use the red dot and use it as a right a, as a point point of focus to you know, aim. So yeah. that argument just pisses me off because it, once again, it's guys just getting so stuck in their shit that we can't change anything or this is the only way, or this is the way I've been taught. So you better learn it this way. It, that That's just wrong. We, we do our guys a disservice when we do that and just, yeah. it, it, we, we do. And, and the whole SRO thing, I'm like, man, they got, I'm not sponsored by Trigicon, but I'm like, Hey, that is duty rated like i have personally taken it on a connex box and hit it about 30 times as fast mm-hmm. as hard as like it didn't break and i was able so to shoot i'm not doing that in real life you're I'm, saying duty rated is as duty rated does yeah i'm like well, i don't even know I'm what saying like jesus forced you like that good. you like that <laughs> <Pretty> good <laughs> you like that and I, and I tell that for people right i mean you know again other than the battery life i have no problems with the acro p1 no problems at all right but i've seen the glass break when someone put it into their als too quick Mm-hmm. Is that not duty rated? Yeah, yeah. Right? But then you know, so you just saw the glass break in a TSA lockbox, right? Right. So yeah. I mean, yeah. if it's man-made, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, break, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I was talking to a guy today who has a very, very reputable uh, mount for his uh, red dot rifle. Hasn't used it in a while. It's been in his safe, and he started shooting. He's like, "Why is my shit all messed up?" It's like I know it's on looks at it and the damn thing split and it's a very reputable company like a lot of people use that i have no idea no one shit like you said shit just breaks sometimes and you know we all know what quality is we all know what if you go buy some 
dumbass shit you're from Amazon that's just a no name. We understand that. But when you're reputable names, things things can break. But I will tell you this. If you're in law enforcement, I think all those companies always come back and help us out. Hey, yeah. we'll, oh, absolutely. It, well, they send it back so yeah. quick. They yeah. fix the stuff. So all like, of them. Yeah. I'm like, in the day, okay, it breaks. They'll, I, they'll send it back. I'll, yeah. I'll get a new one somehow, I, some way. I think the thing to remember, and I say this in my class, is the overall theme of the class. Like, look, I'm going to show you a way, not the way. Yeah. We're going to talk about kit, right? But don't get married to anything no. um, at the end of the day. Because here's the thing, man. If you take something any cool guy on the internet says, including me, 100% part and parcel, do not vet, question, or prove to yourself that it is legitimate, yeah. right? And then the test comes and it fails, that's not on. Mm-hmm. That's not on Aaron. That's not on me. That's not on that, that dude. That's on you. Yeah, that's on you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so you got to take everything and vet it out for yourself, yeah. man. I, mean, I, I get to be around a lot of guys in the industry that train, and no, there's no clone out there. There's no training guy who is a clone to another training guy. They all are independent men thinkers and women there's women out there as well that that train but they all like what they like and some guys like this some guys like this and and that's what but like you said you get fanboys or oh no so and so said this so that's the only one like okay well guess what i could find you another so and so that says this is is good and guess what it is uh i'm shocked at how many guys that are really good at their craft run hollow suns like i'm like hey and they're like, Bro. man, this is awesome. They're, this is great. They're, this is that. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I, I, I get that. I understand it. And they're, they're doing things that that rifle and that sighting system is going to save their life. It's not just, oh, we just go plank, you know, paper all the time. I mean, they're, they're it's actual operational type situations. So. Yep. Absolutely. Um, you know. So, Absolutely. Russ, I think I know the answer to this. <clears throat> Before you retired, what was, was Red Dot becoming a big thing? up there in the Midwest. Cause here in Texas, man, like if you're running iron sites, set some agencies, you're, you're a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. That's starting not with, not within my agency. Obviously we already discussed that, but from surrounding agencies, I mean, we, we were running at Scott was coming down doing a one day at the conference uh, for us. Well, a few one day, one day classes. At yeah. The conference. Three one days in a row. That started to yeah. gain a lot of traction. And, and because of that, uh, well, he came in and did a lot of classes after the fact and, and now we're running an RDS program within the OTOA. So, yeah, it's it's exploded right. uh, recently. Mm-hmm. And it's just I, getting bigger and bigger. I thought you were going to ask him that the question that you already knew was how many hairs are on his head. I thought so. I oh, thought, damn. Thought you were going to ask him. Uh, <laughs> Listen, oh, I mean, look, that's uh, zero. I choose to do this. <laughs> zero. And this also is summer blonde. Oh, I like summer that. Summer blonde. He is sexy. Yeah. I like that. That's nice. Yeah. He, he's a sexy, bald headed man with a mask, mustache, and beard, yeah. man. Yeah. Looking good. Look at those oh. little pretty eyes he has. Hell yeah. I am so freaked out right now. <laughs> well, I'll I'll sh- could be I'll Tejas. Share. <laughs> I'll share my uh, grinder profile the, with yeah, you later. Yeah, yeah. I knew it. Yeah. I knew you and Brandon had something in common. <laughs> yeah, on Derek's OnlyFans for 10 bucks. Ten watch, bucks. You can watch him shave his body Shit, every week. Five. <laughs> hey, we'll do it for five. That's we'll right. do it for five. You know, I don't do that. I'm Asian. I don't have any hair on my body. Man. Lucky. Uh, I know, exactly. It makes me faster in the water. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, so, uh, anything man. else you want to talk about? 
Where can we find you if we want to uh, find Modern Samurai? Yeah, yeah, uh, just Modern Samurai Project. Google never, it. I'm the only one out there. Never um, in his house. You can never find him there. I never. Yeah, no, <laughs> never, never there. Happy, happy life. Happy wife. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. She's she's you're, good. We you're got gone. A new, she's good. <laughs> yeah. She does say is like, well, you're here. I got to switch my schedule up. God damn it. <laughs> it's not about you. Nothing changes when you're home. God damn it. I'm yeah. like, oh well, okay, yeah. all right. Can I at least get in the I house? I, I'm still waiting for Scott to move down here. He keeps saying he's moving down here. But uh, when I have time, I'll tell you what. After a hundred degrees in mid-September, I don't know about this stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you where I'm not moving. San Antonio. God love all it's those hot. guys down there. No, dude, they got bugs as big as horses down there, bro. <laughs> I was staying with my buddy, man. I was packing my stuff up, some land on my neck, and I literally had to wrestle this thing. I don't even know what it was. Did you win? Huh? Did you win? With barely. <laughs> barely. Barely. Yeah. Well, if you move to Texas, you got to say barely a lot. It's barely. Just barely. I'm just barely, barely. pregnant. <laughs> I'm just barely pregnant. They say that a lot. I'm just barely pregnant. <laughs> all right. Give me some shiner. Right. Give me some shiner. We have, we have derailed. All right, so Google... Yep, uh, just Modern Samurai Project. You'll find me everywhere. Uh, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, uh, blah, blah, blah. Dude, I um, love the t-shirts. You like, you dig them? Where, where can I get one of those? Oh, I said you uh, one. <clears throat> wink, wink, hint, hint. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Three Do you X. have one yet? I don't have you one have. either. No. Hey, no, three, I don't either. No. No, hey, three X. That's why I wear, yeah, 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 I yeah. wear X-ray Alpha shirts at his class purposely because I that's still haven't awesome. got any. Wow. That's well, awesome. You can't, be, you can't wear the concert shirt to the band you're gonna go see that's weird man don't do that right now but I'll, I'll get it all set out to you speaking of fanboy show up <laughs> look yeah. at my well, you, know the, you know the worst shirt. thing is yeah, yeah exactly. I, exactly you're the only one here that i don't have your address i have their addresses yeah. i probably should have sent them one already but uh, that's okay yeah. i can text yeah. it to you i know and look oh, he's, he's, yeah. he's a victos uh, spokesperson too he's got his victos shirt on i got my so. tuxedo on yeah so, Jeans, hat, blah, so blah, victos blah. guys they he's, so, he's repping y'all before we get out of here, yeah, what's what's in the works, man? Like, what's what's next for you? Uh, so, got a couple things coming out. Um, if people don't know, if you carry appendix with a light, right? I got my new pro model uh, holster through Tier One uh, Concealment. It's been out for about four months now. Super excited about that. Uh, it's a universal holster. Uh, that works with a Surefire X300U, a TLR1, or the new Mod Light uh, PL350. Hmm. Right? Yep. And you can have uh, not a micro gun, but as long as those lights will fit on the gun, it'll work in my holster. Uh, super, super wow. proud. Yeah, super proud of it, man. Worked with those guys over at Tier One. Uh, great guys over there. Great shooters over there. So the communication was super easy. We got that. Um, we may have some new backup irons coming out in, in conjunction with um, uh, CNH Precision and Night Vision. Uh, there'll be a true low witness, right? So forget about one third. Start thinking about like one eighth to where you'll be able to see it just barely over the glass and uh or over the bottom or the bottom of the housing and have more real estate for glass uh but you can still be super accurate with these irons that's coming out um what else working on a whole bunch of projects and stuff like that sounds awesome yeah 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 super stoked like that so is your holster going to be on your website and tier one uh you know what that's funny i was just thinking about that today on the drive down here from oklahoma i should probably put a link on my website to to that yeah because i didn't see it on there so that's why i was asking yeah yeah most people don't have a holster do y'all have a holster either i don't know we got one of those either. I'd, I'll be happy with a t-shirt. This is not I, becoming hey, a mention, profitable thing hey, for you right now. Did I mention three, I, I three, X's, three X's? Three X's. I, got you. I, mean, I would promote it on my podcast or if I went to a class that I hosted. But I, Wow. So, <laughs> Russ, besides you coming over to the dark side of the TTPOA now, yeah. what's yeah. next for you, man? You just going to ride his coattails or what? We, we've been busting balls. <laughs> yeah, I'll ride his coattails as long as he allows me to. But uh, we're just trying to grow 
our non-conference stuff. We, I mentioned this before, all the ball busting between yeah. between us, the TTPOA and, and the OTOA. But uh, yeah, our conference is larger than yours, but you guys are crushing us with the non-conference stuff. So I want to talk to the uh, powers that be when I get back and see if we can't get you guys to come up for the conference this year or yeah. next year yeah. and uh, pick your brains and how we can we can uh, make our non-conference thing uh, no. bigger and better. I, mean, I hate sure. to tell you. Not much of a brain over <clears throat> here on this guy, <laughs> but but he is funny. I'll help. He you is out. funny. He though. is yeah. funny. That's why we keep him around. He's the face of the podcast. <laughs> That's right. I'm the face of the podcast. Right. Well, I don't. I'll, I'll start my uh, OnlyFans up in a few weeks. Get it ready. Model you should, man. Get it ready. Yeah. Maybe, legend, we shave each, maybe we can shave each other. Dude, my the, back is getting a little hairy. If you don't mind, shit. <laughs> I mean, it's we'll control. His OnlyFans. It's, it's, it's like, usually me that brings it in this direction, but yeah. No. It's not me. Yeah, this no, guy. this guy. Yeah, this guy's a legend, bro. He's hung like a, he's like, hung like a light switch. Yeah, <laughs> insane, like a bull titmouse. Insane. Yeah. Hey. Russ, any closing words, my man? No, man. Thanks for having me. This is uh, unexpected. I'm uh, had a great time. This is my first podcast, and oh. great meet you, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, don't don't have, have, they don't have the vision to do yes, one. Yes, I am a so. virgin. Just pop that chair. Yeah, there it is. You, guys wow. did. you did great. Good time. You did man. good, buddy. Yeah, I'm so proud of you. Have right you been? Yeah. Have you been to Texas before? Have you been here before, Texas? Just flying through. Just flying through. Oh, so this is your actually first time too. Yep. Okay. Well, good. We'll we'll have to hang out at the backyard honky tonk one night. Drink some showers. Oh, One night. I think you. I think you're saying tonight, like <laughs> Jedi. You got yeah. anything? Any closing words? No, man. Everybody, just uh, get more training. Work hard. Uh, check out TTPOA. Uh, the classes out here. Uh, seriously, though, if you guys aren't going to one of these two conferences, and since we're we're in Texas, if you're not going to TTPOA, you're the conference or any of their classes, you're you're losing out. Yeah. You are not the meat eater you think you are. That's true. I like that. How about you like that? I do like that. <laughs> that, that could be a shirt. Or we put that on a shirt. Yeah. Or it could be the title. Three X the shirt. Three X the shirt. Three X the shirt. <laughs> so he's lying to you. He really wants a medium, but well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Duh. What well, he says it out in public. He does. Right. Just he'll say, change that as yeah, soon as and the then he'll text him like, Hey, it's just a large. Just send me a large. <laughs> Do you, That's what he I'm going to send you the uh, the olive green one so you can actually look like the Incredible Hulk. I was looking at that. That thing is, hey, honestly, that thing is badass. Man. I appreciate That's that. That's a great on the back that yeah. uh, is called. Uh, Wood block. Board. Yeah, wood yeah, block. Woodblock. That thing is yeah. awesome, man. Yeah. That's yeah. an awesome design. Yeah. So, yeah man. Guys, check it out. for a free shirt. Dude, no, sir. I, never mind. I hate you, Brendan. <laughs> All right, guys. Russ, I like you. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Jedi. Uh, yeah. Questionable. So much. Questionable. Yeah, yeah. So much. All right, guys. Well, it's episode 14. We are out.